So welcome back, Oracles. In this episode of the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, we are talking about all things kitchen magic. I'm your host, Kitty, and I'll be joined by my co-host, the lovely Annie, tonight. Annie is an OO Facebook group admin as well as a talented baker. So Annie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about your spiritual path? Yeah, of course. So, um, as she said, I'm Annie. Um, I'm 23. And first of all, I'm so thankful you invited me on and I'm really excited to do this. Um, so let's see, I work in a bakery currently, uh, doing a little bit outside of baking. Um, I've started to get into like managerial things, but I still get a chance to kind of, I know. Yeah. (laughs) But I still get a chance to do, uh, you know, baking at home, which is kind of more what I prefer anyways, because I think I, Mm -hmm. um, especially like which witchy wise, I can like thrive a lot more when I'm in my own home and in my own safe space, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think majorly I do, uh, kitchen witchcraft. I do like to do uh, green stuff as well. I have a bunch of plants that I keep in my house. In fact, I just started growing chamomile. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, um, Me I'm too, excited. actually. That's oh, funny. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I got some little see. thing from Target or something. I was like, this is cute. I'll try it. You know? Oh. Um, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. And I, I'm actually doing like the whole grow light like starting with the uh like the whole shebang like the whole yeah. setup this that's awesome it was hard to grow I'm in the south and it's hot here and the last yeah. time I tried to grow it uh like the squirrels literally ate oh no <laughs> oh no yeah I'm doing my anyway. inside because I live in an apartment so my like access to an outdoor space is unfortunately zero (laughs) so I have I do have a grow light as well you know so I get to do that which is nice um but yeah you know it's still works I mean to get you off track (laughs) oh no you're fine (laughs) um okay so so your your kitchen and kind of green and that kind of plays together anyway really especially if you're growing things like herbs then yeah absolutely Mm-hmm. Do you have any herbs that you did that you use in like your baking at all, or have you tried that in the past? Yeah. Um. So I did have a couple little things that um I like to use. I have um I went to let's see I have a psychic friend who I went to gosh last year maybe like mid last year, um mm-hmm. and I was kind of asking him about what are some good things for, um, you know, dream work and kind of like, cause at that point I was very like stressed in my life. I think I was about, I think that was when I was finishing school. So, you know, <laughs> at the end of getting a degree yeah. and everything, it gets really crazy. Um, yeah, I know. and so mm-hmm. he recommended me two specific things and one of them I use constantly. And the other one I use more for baking and sometimes cooking, um, but the first one he recommended is Tulsi. And I don't know if you've heard of that or not or used it. Why have I never heard of that? No. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, there's a like loose um herb shop here, and mm-hmm. I got a bag of like, gosh, maybe like 
five ounces or something like that for like five bucks. So I have a bunch of it. um, And it's really good for prosperity and abundance as well as stress relief too, which is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) So I will literally try to work that into anything I possibly can. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. I need to write this down. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's, it's so cool. Um, that was what he recommended to me. And then he also recommended ginger, which is something I Uh use a lot to add a little bit of extra to things like by, I think my favorite spice, like combination would be like nutmegs, clove, nutmeg, cloves, um, cinnamon. And then I always add ginger to that and sometimes people they're like oh you know don't add too much ginger and I add a lot of ginger to things uh so I, I like really ginger like the taste of it yeah yeah and the smell and everything I think it really well helps. that's essentially pumpkin spice that you're <laughs> exactly yeah or apple pie spice or you know something like that so yeah definitely awesome. do that. um okay and you know yeah, I would say those two are the most like staple. Like I have a whole um, like uh, mason jars full of dry herbs that I keep yeah. uh, like in my altar space. And yeah. so the one is in my kitchen and it just lives there now because <laughs> I use it yeah. all the time versus you I'm know, that like way. I have spice rack. A, yeah, that's that's good. That's yeah. how it should be. I, I have stuff all over the place. I have a. <laughs> yeah. I have an altar in my like dining area, but mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say that I do like all of my work on my altar. It's, it's, that's more like reserved for my ancestors. I do a lot of my stuff in the kitchen, you know, it's just yeah. more practical that way. Yeah. And it's um, a bigger space to work in with countertops right. and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So I definitely understand that. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's easier to clean up. I mean, it's not yeah. like... <laughs> every magical thing that you do is going to be like really clean and you know like oh yeah no tidy crap gets everywhere really so it does um yeah I think naturally especially if you like to cook or bake then you're going to gravitate towards making your magic in the kitchen anyway yeah um but yeah and I have I have an herb cabinet in my kitchen and then sometimes the mason jars end up on the counter and my husband will be like okay, there's a lot of mason jars up here. Can we make some space for, you know, like other things? Yeah, Um, Yeah, exactly. But, uh, okay. So let's, um, let me ask you this. So how did you get into baking? Was it something that you were like taught by your family growing up or did you, I'm assuming maybe you took some classes or did you major in that or? Yeah. Uh, so all of those things. <laughs> um, okay. I started with uh, my grandma and my mom just, you know, when I was really, really young, just doing cookies and pies and things like that. And so that was always a really, really special time for me. And as I was growing up, I was because I'm a definitely a very artsy person and I like to paint and draw and bake and, you know, do all those kinds of things that aren't really like, as my family would say, quote unquote, practical. (laughs) Right. So I've always been like that my whole life. And I had so many different ideas flowing through my head of things that I wanted to do. And um, I ended up for, I guess, again, like I said, a practical thing. I ended up going to business school. 
And okay. um, I left that after two years and I did uh, pursue a pastry degree, which I do have. Um, and I have a couple other degrees that are under the same kind of thing with that as well. But yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, my major was uh, pastry. So that was uh, so school. Was what fun. was your yeah, well, it sounds like all of that kind of, I mean, the business plus the the pastry side of it all is playing mm-hmm. into what you're doing now anyway. So that's, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> I know. right? Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So how would you say, because I've, I've seen your, some of your cakes and things that you've made and they're, I think, just amazing and magical in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you say that, how do you feel like for people that might not like weave magic into their baking, how do you think they could go hand in hand? Well, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. Um, and it's kind of something I think about all the time, I guess, as I'm, you know, cooking and baking, what are things that I can do to bring, you know, and like almost to the point of like worrying about it or thinking, oh my gosh, it may, is this not what I'm doing right? You know, whatever. Right. So I think just baking in itself is magic. I mean, You're if right. you really think about it, mm-hmm. you just mix a bunch of crap together and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I always think of baking and yeah. baking is like a science, really. I don't, yeah. I'm not a baker. I, I love to cook. I, I feel like I do really well at it. Um, it's taken me years though. And I'll tell you, and no offense to my mom, I'm sure she's going (laughs) to listen to this. My grandmother will not listen to this, but no one really like taught me how to cook. I had to learn it on my own girl, you know, like when I got to be an adult, like I, I couldn't even like make toast without burning it when I first got (laughs) married, but I've worked my way up and I'm doing well. But I, to that, to my point is I think cooking and baking is its own form of alchemy anyway like you don't exactly people want to overthink it and be like okay it has to be like a whole ritual and you have to put all this thought into it but I think even if like for instance on the weekends I love to cook on the weekends and I get into like a groove and I turn the music on and you know I might add some herbs from my garden into like a chicken that I'm making or whatever And just your vibes and your energy that you're putting into the food, all that in and of itself is magic. You don't have to like, you know, write down a a, a step-by-step, excuse me, magical like process, you know? No, exactly. You just kind of, and you know, like, yeah, with the difference with baking and cooking is you do, you mix everything together and once it goes in the oven, you've kind of, you know, if it turns out bad at the end, you've wasted an hour and a half of your time doing something that didn't turn out. But I would say in the same way that um, magic is, if that happens, what do you do? Try again, you know, go over what you did and say, Oh, okay, well maybe I, you know, did this and this and this and try again. So I think, yeah, just in and of itself um, is magic. Um, yeah, well, I will say that baking, I'm sorry, is 100% harder than cooking. Yeah, it really is. Well, I don't is. know why I apologize, but no, <laughs> no seriously. Yeah, it is, it I, it, it's taken me, all right, so I've been baking Christmas cookies like from scratch for the past 11 years since I've been mm-hmm. married. And just this year, did I like dial it in to where people were like, 
oh my god I need like a dozen of your snickerdoodles you know? oh that's awesome though <laughs> well but because before I'm telling you it was I was struggling you know like I can cook really well but baking for some reason like I would forget like the baking soda and then it would be like flat you know like yeah. snickerdoodles would be like a pancake in the pan or yeah <laughs> you know so baking's much harder cooking you can kind of wing it a little bit as long as you don't like over salt it <laughs> right yeah exactly um, yeah that's kind of that is definitely the difference between the two <laughs> for sure yeah yeah baking is a science I'm telling you so I I applaud anyone who's really good at baking and and especially if you can like ice a cake and make it look all like gorgeous and it's just yeah. I'm not to that level <laughs> right right um plus like most of my my household is gluten-free I can eat gluten it doesn't bother me but I have other people in my family that that it bothers oh, okay, like you know yeah. their digestive systems or whatever so baking like gluten-free even is like another level yeah, and I, I don't even want to go there that. <laughs> it's like you have to mix like the flour and the xanthan right. gum and the this and the that. It's it's it, yeah. yeah, it's like another level. So I yeah, I just <laughs> anyway. Um, so I've seen some of the things that you've made, but mm -hmm. what would be your like the most favorite pastry creation you've ever made, and and why? And can you think of one? You know, I'm sure you've had many, but yeah. Well, I do. Um, I always get asked this question the first time I tell people that I went to school for pastry or that, you know, I work in a baker. They're like, oh, what's your favorite thing to make? And I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, I'd say yeah, I, that's really, hard. I do really enjoy everything. And, you know, especially I do really like to do cakes because I think that lets out my uh, creativity and I can design mm -hmm. them however I want. Um, but I think what I enjoy most is like traditional family recipes um, and especially yeah. being at home and making them with my mom is, Aww, you know, like around Thanksgiving. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And especially since I have been in um, school, she's like, oh, my gosh, you have all these fun things you can teach me now. And, you know, oh, so we'll yeah. make a uh, pie for Thanksgiving together and do like dough from scratch versus like a, mm -hmm. you know, frozen Pillsbury pie crust or something like right. that in the store. Um, so it's kind of exciting to learn things that she taught me or you know to take the things that she taught me and also show her well maybe there's a different way to do this or you know stuff like That's that awesome. so it's kind of fun to yeah. learn and you know keep be able going. to teach her too yeah that's yeah, exactly. that's great no you know I had all right so my grandmother on my mom's side I love her to pieces mm -hmm. but she was like raised by like Irish women and like the depression. So, <laughs> and like, that's how she's cooked her whole life. All right. Yeah. So there's no spices, no flavor. Everything is bland. Everything is boiled. It's terrible. Yikes. And yeah. then I had, <laughs> and she's the one that raised me. So, you know, I didn't really learn much from her in that regard, but then like my grandma on my dad's side, um, is amazing at baking. She, like, I remember the last time I was visiting, um, my hometown she's like in the kitchen like rolling out her homemade dough like making the lattice work for like her apple pies oh my gosh that's so cool pretty awesome yeah. yeah um but I never and oh actually she I called her a few Christmases ago and I was like I really want to learn how to make it's something that she calls hot bread but it's okay. basically like homemade dough 
that she would just fry, right? Like strips of homemade dough that she would fry. And then she'd put like powdered sugar or like strawberry preserves over it. And it was just something that always, I just always remembered, you know, and we would ask her if we were going to visit her, can you make your hot bread, you know? So anyway, I call her and I'm like, can you give me the recipe? And she's like, well, I don't really have it written down. So I ended up writing out like a two page like recipe from her, like trying to give me directions, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it was not the same at all. But really? did it turn out at all? <laughs> kind of. I don't know. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was edible. Like we ate it, you know, my poor family yeah. was like, yeah, it's great, you know, but <laughs> it just wasn't the same. So there's definitely like, there's such a magic, I think, in, in family recipes too. And yeah. Um, I hope that my daughter, you know, that I can pass some of this down to her too. She's super into baking. She, she really awesome. loves it too. Yeah. I know but, that, um, yeah, that to your point of, you know, even if you follow the recipe to a T and they're standing next to you the whole time and saying, okay, now you're going to mix it like this. It'll never taste the same. Mm-mm. It just nope. won't. And I think that's <laughs> to go even further back I think that's another kind of magic too like you were talking about you put your soul and your heart and everything into the food you make and Mm -hmm. so you can't put the same soul into your food that your grandma can into her you know that kind of thing so I think that that really affects things that's a good point I didn't think about it that way that's a really good point yeah um let's see what I was going to ask you okay so have you ever been inspired by something in the realm of witchcraft to like create a specific uh, dish or, you know, yeah, pastry of some kind? Yeah, um, I so I was thinking about that um, as well. And I know that for um, like a unique way to um, incorporate the moon as well as like spell work and things like that into uh, baking I did I found a recipe on Pinterest for these moon spell cookies Um, but they oh I've seen those yeah 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 I kind of transformed it and did something, you know, I did it, I did the recipe a little bit differently. And then it also has the, you know, you can do this certain specific blend of spices and it'll do this and this. So it was kind of cool where it's just this like a base recipe and then it gives you, you know, options to add your own things to it or to, you know, or to even think about it and create your own kind of thing. So those were really cool and a nice little, you know, base for thing for like a base that's awesome to move on yeah yeah I really liked them they were good (laughs) mine would come out looking like blobs so (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna attempt that anytime soon I definitely did not shape them into the cute little crescent moons that they are on Pinterest I think I just did certain (laughs) cookies but I'm like I wouldn't even know how to do that with that works (laughs) the dough wasn't very like moldable Hmm. Um, so yeah I wonder if there's like moon cookie cutters or something I bet there Probably. is something like that out there that <laughs> would be sure. cool right that would be awesome yeah. yeah to do some even just sugar cookies with that kind of stuff yeah, yeah that'd be <laughs> I'm gonna have to look into that now yeah, yeah. like for even well for Yule or Christmas right. or whatever mm-hmm. it would still work yeah, um that'd be awesome So, uh, what, I mean, we've already kind of talked about the fact that baking and cooking is 
in and of itself a, a form of magic, um, mm-hmm. especially when you put your own energy into it. But like, are, do you have any tips to add magic to, to baking um, for people who might not understand? I mean, I have a couple tricks, but um, maybe you have a couple tips too. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that when you, just like you do research for a recipe, you're looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, a chicken dish to make for dinner or something like that. When you find that recipe, uh, take a look at the ingredients and something Mm -hmm. that I did about a year ago was I sat down and I wrote out it's like four or five pages of a uh, magical attributes of urgence of herbs and spices and so Mm -hmm. I literally just wrote down I think I took everything out of my spice uh off my spice rack and I Mm -hmm. literally wrote them all down and then I just did research on all of them and I looked them up and I looked up all the different things that they're good for. And so that way you can kind of have more, um, like intent, I guess, when you're doing it, you can be like, okay, this is specifically what this is for, or this is specifically why I'm putting this in there. And I mean, it goes down to even like I, on this thing that I wrote, it even goes down to water. Like it talks about how, you know, to, for its cleansing properties. And and then if you're making a cake and you need vanilla, it's also, you know, uh, vanilla is really good for like uh, love magic Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's just kind of like the little things that you don't think about. Um, Yeah, I agree. You know, there's so much in your kitchen that people, you know, I think people get into magic and, and witchcraft and the new age and they, they want to like, everything seems elaborate and they want to put all this money and go out into a metaphysical store and buy all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't really need any of that. You have everything in your kitchen. I mean, you can use apple cider vinegar. You can use a lemon juice. You can use coffee. I mean, yeah, exactly. Everything in your kitchen has some kind of magical property. You know, you don't have to go. I think I hear your cat saying, yeah, (laughs) she says hello. (laughs) Adorable. Um, Mine is nowhere to be found. I don't know what she's just, she'll wait till later to literally sniff my eyelids at 3 a.m. But. <laughs> no, she always um, uh, always comes around when I'm doing anything with that's hilarious. my magic. She loves it. She just yeah, she hangs around and she also just likes when people are on the phone because then she can talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I think it's cute. Yeah. Um but no, yeah, I mean everything in your kitchen has some kind of, you know, magical use. It doesn't like like we yeah. were saying, you don't have to you don't have to go out and spend, you know, $70 on some fancy crystal just to be able to get your intentions out there. Yeah. It's so much easier and so much more accessible than, than what people think it is. I think, but they see like the aesthetics online, you know, like Pinterest shows you all these like amazing, like elaborate spells and altars and everything has to look pretty. And it's not, usually like that like sometimes it is and with your baking skills I'm I'm sure it probably is but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like in general you know you're gonna have a mess like it's not you know and you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on on your equipment and supplies just to be able to put your intentions out there that's the great thing about kitchen magic though too yeah 
And I think I, you know, I am a very kind of scatterbrained person. I have stuff all over my house. There's like, you know, a candle in the bathroom or, you know, just like just random things in random places. Um, and I also, I know I did write an article, um, for the website about like Mm -hmm. budget magic which is something that is very important like you were talking about because people get into it or or maybe they want to but they're scared of the aesthetic that's online or they're scared of all the you know the type of some types of people that are in the community who Mm -hmm. you know think it needs to be a certain way and you know so I think it's really important for people especially young people who might not have a lot of money like myself and you know it's just kind of like how can I accomplish this thing without um, spending any money or very little and still you know I mean, I think I saw somebody posted on uh, the website or on the Facebook page about um, they pick up rocks outside. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even think about something like that. And so there was a oh, yeah. a rock that I saw like four days in a row in like a really random spot where it probably would have easily gotten kicked, you know, or something like that. And I was like, I keep seeing this. I need to take it. <laughs> so Yeah, no, that's it's, that's it's, part of it. Yeah, right. exactly. And I'm like, I need to take this. I need to, you know, incorporate this so it, it sits on my um, windowsill where all of my plants are now. Um, and I think that it's kind of helped, you know, just bring like positive energy to them as well. Um, yeah. Well, but... I think that's that's part. I mean, that's the real experience of it. It's you're listening to your intuition. You're going out, you're experiencing you know, things in nature, if something calls yeah. you a plant or a stone or whatever, then you, you work with that because that's, yeah. that's real magic. You know, it's not, I don't want to throw shade on people on Pinterest and Instagram and stuff, yeah. but sometimes I kind of question if they're actually doing like real magic or if it's yeah. just like for the photo op, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, and I, and I, I'm not here to judge, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know. It's just not always that pretty, you know? And yeah, I don't know. It just all seems a little too perfect to me sometimes, you know, and not to say that, that, you know, I guess some of the magic is in the aesthetic too. And it's, it's an art form in and of itself. But I think when you're actually practicing a lot and you're just letting your intuition guide you and you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on this stuff, then it's not going to look like that, you know, and people shouldn't be afraid or, you know, hesitant or feel like they have to spend all kinds of money. Yeah. like we've been saying everything you have you probably already or everything that's um everything that you need is probably already in your house yeah or you know? if not very easily accessible all right you cheap. can get something I mean, the dollar store or the grocery yeah. store or whatever the dollar store mm-hmm. is a treasure trove <laughs> yeah. for beginning witches and also just witches in general i mean they yeah. have candles they have um you know glass like bowls and things like that that you can use for burning things you know they just literally have everything for so cheap listen i get stuff from there i mean yeah i get stuff from there and you know you're gonna have the people that are like purists and that'll be like well the spices aren't organic and it's plastic and you shouldn't and it's like well you know this is the world we live in and some people can't afford (laughs) yeah to buy all organic and expensive whatever items so we go to the dollar store you know 
Well, and if you think about, you know, witches from way back when, if you want to get, you know, technical with it, they used what they had mm-hmm. offered to them. And yes. if they had the internet in front of them, you can bet that they would use it. You know, it's that's not, true. and that's, so that's something too that I think about is because people are, you know, they say that, oh, it's not, you know, it's traditionally it's this. And I'm like, well, traditionally they did that because that's what they had in front of them. And that's a good point. We mm-hmm. have made steps in our society that we don't have to go out and, um, you know, talk to a shaman you know or something like that right figure out what this one specific thing is we can just you know email one online or something yeah (laughs) but it's true yeah we have to take what's in front of us and it's not bad to also try to be budget friendly as well I agree I agree so um so going back to the Tulsi that you mentioned, is that yes. your favorite ingredient to use in your baking or do you or no? <laughs> yes. And no, I think it's definitely the one that I use the most. Um, hmm. But it, cause I mean, you can use it. I've used it in cookies before. I, and then I've also used it on chicken, you know, so there's just kind of, it has, um, it kind of smells minty. I was going to ask you, yeah, what does it smell and kind of taste like? Yeah, it's kind of minty. And I had, um, by, and so so I don't usually ever use just one thing. So I couldn't tell you exactly what it tastes like unless I were to put the dry herb in my mouth. Um, Right. But, you know, I did read online that people say it smell or it uh, tastes like bubble gum which I thought was hmm. interesting. Um, that is interesting. I'm very intrigued about this herb now. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I'm i pretty sure, at least here, it was. I found it within like an hour of talking to my friend, hmm. you know, so I don't think it's super inaccessible. Um, but awesome. yeah, but I think, you know, as far as my favorite thing to use, uh because I do like that combination of the like pumpkin spice, as you said, it would probably be something along the lines of that. I really like cinnamon. Um, I have cinnamon sticks that I'll use at home to um, mix my tea with and things like that. Cause those are Mm -hmm. really nice. And I like cloves as well. Yeah. I think those are really good. Have you ever made mold wine? No, but I definitely want to because <laughs> I've heard that it's very good. Well, I've had it before, but I've never made it myself. Yeah, I, I have this recipe from a family member who it's like a traditional recipe for her and her family. Yeah. And I I meant to make it last year and I did not. But it has like, you know, the cloves and the orange slices yeah. and uh, cinnamon sticks and the what is it? Star anise. Yes. Yes. Um. So I love all those flavors. So I, I get where you're going with that. And, yeah. you know, I don't care if I'm basic, but I love pumpkin spice. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and it's also, um, it reminds me of autumn 
And that's definitely by far my favorite time of year and the time that I feel most powerful. And, you know, when it's not cold enough that I can't go outside, but it's also not hot that I also can't go outside. Right. Um, And so I think all of that, especially the cloves, I mean, I could, um, I have clove incense that I burn like all the time just because the smell is so awesome. Yeah. Um, And then actually the cloves are, uh, you can, the incense is good for protection, which is very Mm. cool. Just especially from like evil specifically versus just, yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's just a nice little um protection thing as well and the the way that the little um whole clove pieces look you Mm -hmm. can I've seen people like you know you can stab them into things because they're um, oh yeah kind of pointy like that so I've seen that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff too I mean there's so many different um ways to use it Um, yeah so I would say I would say like if I would give a tip to anybody. I would say take one herb that you use a lot in your kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your cooking already, and then try to expand on that. Like, yeah. Um, I'm trying like to salt. Think. Yeah. Salt. Oh my God. There's so many like, things you can do with salt. Yeah. I just used it today to seal, like to, to, um, I call it sealing my house, like for yeah. protection purposes, but I, yeah. I combine it with a couple other herbs and I, I sprinkle it over my thresholds and I say a prayer and, but there's just so many yeah. things you can do with salt, you know? Yeah. Um, so you take that one ingredient and you research and you expand and you use it in different ways. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like a whole new world will open up to you. You know, you're yeah. like, oh my well, God, salt- I didn't know salt could do so many things. Yeah. And there's so many different kinds of salt too that do so yeah. many different things. I mean, I have like six Himalayan salt lamps in my tiny one bedroom apartment <laughs> because, oh, you know, awesome. like the pink, the pink salt. And then there's like black salt. Oh yeah. I, and... I have, I have, I use like all pink salt. I have the yeah. brown kind and yeah. then I have like the, <laughs> the chunks to put in my, yeah. Um, yeah. But so I, my yeah, Himalayan like, salt then, lamp, I don't use enough, but <laughs> Yeah, I know I should probably use mine more, but and know, I need to make the I, I need to make the black salt, but I haven't yes. gotten around to it yet. I'm collecting like ashes from my like my smudging mm-hmm. rituals. Yeah. I'm collecting those ash ashes to make the black salt. I just I guess I haven't been motivated enough to do it yet. I know that's another really hard thing for me is because I, you know, I'm really busy all the time and things like that is kind of finding motivation too, which is Mm -hmm. another thing why kitchen magic is so nice because you have to eat. Right. (laughs) You know, even if you're so busy, you literally cannot say, I mean, unless you're going to like fast food places every night or something, but you literally cannot say, you know, I'm just too tired to feed myself tonight. Like, even if you're going to make a bowl. I mean, I think last week I made, like, some Kraft mac and cheese, but (laughs) I sprinkled some basil in it and some, like, you know, salt and different things. That actually sounds really good. It was really good. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so it's like, even if you're just going to make something that takes 10 seconds, just add a little something extra to it to kind of have that extra little you know yeah it's just about intention too really yeah 
and even if you're making tea too I mean tea in itself with all the herbs and things like that but you know there's you can um stir the water in Mm -hmm. a certain motion to do uh things like that you can you Mm -hmm. know if you're making something with milk you know whatever there's just so many different things um that you can do I I mean this I'm actually just looking at my notes right now and I forgot I wrote this down um but hot sauce can be used in uh magical working which is kind of interesting oh yeah the peppers peppers have all kinds of well right they, they amplify things and they ward things and yeah go ahead though I'm not gonna no 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 it's just it's cool that it, it's just kind of like hot sauce in specific like you think of something that sits on a table at a restaurant you're not going to be like ooh, magic you know but it's <laughs> like but really yeah. though because peppers yeah definitely but you don't mm-hmm. I don't know I guess when you think of the hot sauce you're not immediately like oh the fiery peppers you know so it's kind of just one of those again very basic things that I would take a very I would put a lot of money on that like 90% of people have in their house yeah to well I think extent. too you know it's a it's a different if you're more mindful of what you're the ingredients that you're using that's part of the magic too and yeah if you think about it I'm I'm like a huge history buff so anytime yeah. I think of magic I'm always thinking about what did my ancestors do like how did it affect like the ancient cultures, ancient people. And if you think about some of, well, we take everything for granted, right? Like even like tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. Tomato, whatever. But back in the day, like a thousand years ago, the tomato was like the thing, you know, it was like an aphrodisiac and it connected you to the goddess and it, it promoted love or, you know, 2000 years ago, whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So if you think about it, in that way, if you're just more mindful of the ingredients that you're using, then that in and of itself um, will transform like the way you think about cooking and baking, yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. There's not, you know, you don't have to buy a hundred books or, Mm-mm. you know, talk to a hundred different people. It's just literally just as easy as just saying, okay, well, I use, I put lemon in my tea. Mm -hmm. What can this lemon do for me? You know, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. Just taking a little bit of extra time to to think about it. And then if you need to research, hey, you have your phone, Google it. You know, it's pretty easy. Lemon magical properties. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can't help you don't know, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's so easy to. So, you know, it's definitely not um, something that's inaccessible. So no, I would say, you know, for people that are starting out as well, maybe just start out with kitchen magic, you know, and things just to kind of get the ball rolling and to, and then you can expand into growing your own herbs or, you know, and then expand upon that, you know, doing whatever. It's kind of like, I think it's a good jumping off point as well as something that you can like a jumping off point, but also something that can become very um, intricate and, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's definitely really unique in that way, I think. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you don't even have to be like an amazing cook. Like you said, everyone has to eat, you know, so even if you're making yourself a freaking peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, they're, they're crazy enough. There are properties to that, you know, there's, everything has some kind of magical significance. So yeah, 
Um, yeah, I think that's a great point. So it's not very, oh, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. No. Yeah. It's just not, um, uh, because it's not aesthetic. People don't think of, you know, things like that. Yeah. Magical, but they are. Yeah. Well, you see the, I'm telling you, you see all these Pinterest and Instagram posts and there's the smoke and it's flowing around the amethyst like towers and and yeah there's a beautiful book laid out and like (laughs) it's not always like that you know I'm sure it is for some people that like really get into the aesthetic of it but yeah I think if you're practicing on a daily basis you don't have time to set up all this stuff to make it look all gorgeous and you know no yeah the amount of like dirt (laughs) from my plants and you know right stuff that I probably have that I've gotten you know under my fingernails and things like that I mean right. it's, it's not pretty all the time I <laughs> know it's not and when you really get into practicing and working with herbs and and even incense and crystals it's you're gonna get dirty things are gonna I think I wrote about I had just made um I ground up some frankincense and myrrh like in my mm-hmm. mortar and pestle for the first time like a few months ago and oh my god was it hard a but it was really cool but b the the resin actually stripped the nail polish off my nails oh my god <laughs> so you wow. know little things like that when you start practicing you experience these things and you realize okay it's not always like you know this beautiful picture that you see online it's not it, it right. things are going to get messed up <laughs> yeah you're going to set your fire alarm off from smudging or you know or you're going <laughs> to yeah you might burn your skin with some cinnamon essential oil because you were dumb and didn't like dilute it enough, you know? So there's yeah. things that, that you're going to, you're going to mess up and you're going to, you're going to learn. It's not always about, you know, pretty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it, and it has its own beauty in and of itself. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like oh, hate yeah. on people that are into that aspect, but you know, when you're practicing daily, cause a lot of people want to say, how do I practice daily? How do I you know, mix right. magic into my daily life. Well, like we've been saying, it just weave it into your cooking, weave it into your everyday cup of coffee, you know. Or yeah, pick a I um when I started practicing, I started using bar soap. Um and I feel mm-hmm. like my whole life has changed because <laughs> I can get yeah. specific bar soaps. Or even make my own. I mean, I have a, a friend that I work with that makes soap. So, you know, it's kind of like things, um, you can get specific herbs in your soap. And then when you're taking your shower in the morning or at night, you know, say a prayer, things like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely in your daily life, there are so, there are hundreds of millions of things that you can do to yeah. uh, practice that may not seem huge but are important yeah they are I agree yeah it's not it's not about a bunch of I mean ritual is important but you know everyday little practical things make make are are just as important yeah so um a couple more questions before we end it there was a lady that asked two specific things and the first one is and it's it is it is still kitchen magic because it has mm-hmm. to do with the house, but she, yeah. she wanted to know what our favorite method of cleansing the home um, is. So if okay. you want to answer that first, I'll let you answer that. Uh, sure. I usually do um, 
I, I think I, I sent you a picture of my typical setup. I have a, uh, a sealonite crystal that I'll keep with me mm-hmm. or, you know, just sometimes I'll, I mean, I do have a little collection of crystals that I've um, collected over the years. And so sometimes I'll just pick something because I'm not, you know, I'm not super um, knowledgeable on crystals and everything. I mean, I know what the important ones do and things like that, but I couldn't pick up a rock off the street and be like, Ooh, this is this and this, you know? No, um, me neither. Yeah. I kind of just go with what feels right to me at the time um, and pick those up. And I'll usually do incense um, and then sage or uh, Palo Santo usually. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, You know, even if I don't, have those things on hand I do try to keep at least um sage incense and I know that that works just as well oh yeah 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 um about you for me I have a specific routine that I do just because I've realized over the years that I need a specific routine to protect myself um yeah so I I use well I make my own rosemary smudge bundles because I grow a lot of rosemary it's like one of the plants that I can't kill (laughs) so um (laughs) so I usually make my own smudge bundles out of those and then I you know I I smudge my whole house with the windows open Mm -hmm. um I have specific prayers that I say and then I, I was mentioning earlier I do something called sealing which we've talked about before in the group where yeah I draw um just with a little bit of oil on my finger I draw protective symbols on my doors and windows and then and then maybe or one or the other I'll usually do one or the other I'll I'll use the the symbols or I'll do um like across the thresholds with a salt like protective powder of some kind Mm -hmm. usually like a salt and herbs yeah um I I have done all three if I felt like I needed to in certain circumstances yeah but um like just today I just smudged and then I did the salt over my uh doorsteps and whatnot yeah that's usually my my favorite go-to I would say just because once you have like your own routine down then you know it and it just becomes it becomes easier I guess right I think it is cool that we both have two different perspectives as well because I live in an apartment where I'm a little bit limited to the things that I can do. Yeah, so that's I have true. my limited ways, and then you well, have yeah. a house where you can do a little bit more than I can, you know. And so you have your ways of doing that. So I think it's kind of cool to have the two different perspectives as well. On yeah, uh, well, you gotta to you gotta that. do what you gotta do. You know, yeah. it, people ask about oh, I live in an apartment, I can't you know, place wards around the property. I don't know yeah. if you know what warding is, but it's like, you know, you bury specific things around the four corners right, of the property. Yeah. Well, you live in an apartment, you can't really do that. So you have to kind of, you have to just make your own way about it. And yeah. that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. And you can always so, do, you know, things like that, um, but more in like a symbol, like a yeah. symbolic way, you know? Yeah. Um, I know that I think... people ask all the time about being allergic to um, smoke. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend tell me once that I thought was so cool. Um, if you boil water and then just throw sage in the boiling water, um, you can either cool down the water and put it in a spray bottle mm-hmm. and spray it around yep. your home. 
or just let the steam do its job. So yeah. there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah, I've used sprays before too. If I if mm-hmm. I couldn't smudge or if I wanted a, a different different method, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of things. You can even use sound if you don't have anything else. You can, um, you know, you can put literally the Tibetan singing bowl on Spotify on like your speaker. That's so <laughs> and walk cool. Walk around the house. Yeah, I didn't seriously. Even think it, about that. I love that. Yeah, Tibetan singing bowls are really just cleansing they raise the vibration so yeah if, if all you have is like your phone and you can just play some tibetan singing bowls on youtube even you, you know you yeah. don't even have to pay for spotify get it on youtube mm-hmm. just walk around your house and let the the sound kind of fill every room then that's cleansing too mm-hmm. you know that's um, neat i like that yeah yeah i think it, it works just as well i have actual tibetan singing bowls but i can't make them work yeah right <laughs> I'm serious. Just My daughter can do it. Special. Like she'll she'll be like, give that to me. Like I can. Yeah, you have to sit it on the on a cushion a certain way, and then you have to like tap it to get it going. It's like a whole process. But yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the last question that uh, one of the the group members asked was, how do we or, or do we cook to heal or to like promote healing? Um without getting like too much into medical things. Right. I would just say that if, you know, someone in the house has a specific ailment, Mm -hmm. then my first go-to would be a tea of some kind. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that in the last year, my family and I went through a lot of like random really like severe illnesses, like little bouts of illnesses. Yeah. And I remember you telling stomach me about wise. That. Oh my God. I don't even know like what was going on last year, but, um, stomach wise, I would, my go-to is chamomile or mint tea. Like if mm-hmm. you're having nausea, if you're, if you have the stomach bug of, of some kind, um, yeah. like I had a week of where I had, it's called gastroenteritis, but basically it was like my stomach would cramp like to where I couldn't move for like a week straight. Yeah. (laughs) And the best thing that I could do was chamomile tea and like a heating pad, you Mm -hmm. know? So, so yeah, definitely tea for that. And I'm sure you would probably agree that, you know, if a lot of illness has to do with inflammation and, um, so any kind of anti-inflammatory ingredient, uh, like turmeric or garlic is good, yeah. you know, to add a little more of that to your cooking, you know, I would recommend, but do you have anything else to, to add to that? I'm sorry. I kind of took the, no, the no, stage you're there. Literally just saying exactly what I would have. Um, I don't, I want to say that ginger can help with that as well, but mm-hmm. I am not completely sure about that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I know um, milk teas are good too, um, hmm. as far as that goes. Um, or even just like when you put um, honey in your tea, you know, to kind of yeah. like that sweeten, you know, sweeten a situation or something if you're feeling just stressed out, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Because I'll definitely do teas for um stress is my major concern and the one that I'll you know typically do something for yeah you know what a lot of I mean a lot of illness honestly stems from 
stress or can be worsened by stress. So that's a really good point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would add to, I just thought about this, um, thinking about whatever's going on in your body and then like the chakra point that might be associated with that. Yeah. Then you can, uh, every chakra has a specific color. Mm-hmm. So you can incorporate more foods of that color into your cooking. Um, obviously you want to go with natural foods. So yeah, <laughs> if you have some kind of like a, a you know, um, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I don't, you know, I don't right. claim to know everything, but let's say you have, uh, you know, something going on in your throat, then you would, isn't the throat chakra blue? blue? Yeah, it's blue. Right, so yeah. then you would I eat don't know very more much that, so. <laughs> blue foods. Yeah, I I'm I know I know my chakras, but now I'm like blanking. Yeah. So then you could drink blueberry tea or eat more blueberries or yeah. you know purple foods even would correspond to that. So you would right. you know up your ante in that regard too. So okay, yeah, well um go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say baths as well kind of along the same line as teas yeah. uh, you can put yeah. different herbs and different essential oils and things like that into a bath um but otherwise oh yeah yeah you know that's a good point yeah plus baths yeah, are very soothing anyways <laughs> like yes a, you know yes. warm bath if you have a fever and things like that so definitely um I was gonna say something but now I forget so I guess that was it <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and I guess wrap it up unless you had anything. Did you have anything else to, to add or? I don't think so. Did you ask, okay. um, did you want to ask about tools? I know you had mentioned something about that, like things that we like to use oh, in yeah. the kitchen or. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, I scooted over that. No, you're that totally point fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I know yeah, go ahead. Kinda... So what's your favorite, what, or what's your most used or favorite tool in the kitchen? Probably my heat resistant rubber spatula is my favorite thing because oh. <laughs> you can use it for because um, I'll use it for cooking and just like stirring things. But then, you know, you can also use it for regular spatula duties, <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> because it's heat resistant. It, um, I, be- and I believe most of them are like heat resistant up to like 500 degrees. So you can, you know, stir things that are really hot or, you know, you can use those to make candy with. I mean, literally you, there's not many things that you can't use that for. So I'd say that's probably my favorite thing. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. Do you have, um, I don't, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't use it often, but I, mm-hmm. when I do use it, it's like an event for me yeah yeah no <laughs> um a family member gave me a uh leg like I don't know how you pronounce it the Lake Crusade or Lake Crusade oh yeah the I think uh yeah La Crusade or something it, um it's a Dutch oven and it's like fire fire red which oh matches like some of the stuff in my kitchen so yeah. when I get it out you know I'm like oh I'm making chili or I'm making stew or mm-hmm. whatever it is I'm making in it it just feels like magical to me I don't know why but it's always like a big event I'm like yes you know like (laughs) yeah that's really cool that's like a more specific thing versus you know I find my like you know in uh, like specific tools like the spatula or um wooden spoons too I really like wooden spoons um and you know 
there's just there's yeah. tons of different things that you can do there and is. you can be yeah. as specific as what you're talking about or as generic yeah. as what I said so yeah or general Ever, everything in, in in the kitchen is is magical like we said so I mean yeah. your tea kettle completely your that. freaking stove and oven <laughs> exactly all the way down um, to wash rags and to your cabinet for sure. you know I mean, everything. your cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could talk for hours on this and we should probably come back on and talk some more about this because yeah, I, I think some to. more topics um, we could talk like about kitchen gods, kitchen altars, mm-hmm. like um, there's so much things we could talk about when it comes to kitchen magic, but yeah, I'd I don't think we're going to get to all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I'd be even interested in talking about, you know, budget practices and stuff too, if there would be any interest for that. Uh, because that is oh, I'm sure there is what I do. So yeah, you know, as far as yeah, let's being cheap. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. Well, we will wrap it up there then, and I uh, hope everybody enjoyed this podcast, and I hope everyone joins us for future podcasts. And um, we'll probably be back with another episode next week. And Annie will be back in the future to discuss budget magic and maybe a little more kitchen magic. And yeah, have a good night. Bye. Bye.